0: Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled, A Victorious Life, Discipline My Mind, presented by Pastor Floyd Silva on January 7th, 2018.
1: People really are awesome, aren't they? I mean, if you really think about it, people are awesome. And, and And you and I know and and we believe that people are awesome because we are created in the image of god we are We are created by an awesome God. Amen to that yeah. you believe that, yeah. and I truly believe from the the bottom of my heart that. That God has great things in store for us. God has created us to be great. God has created great moments for us. And I believe as we spend time in his presence, as we look to him and as we trust him in the new year, that he's going to do great things. And we just get to be a part of it. Isn't that cool? Isn't that great? Amen. Can I give God a hand for all that? Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, I want to share a little story with you. As I watched that video earlier this week, I, I thought about my son and, and uh, my kids were little. They did gymnastics and I don't know if you have ever, any of you have ever done gymnastics, but I tell you what, it's probably one of the toughest sports out there. It really is. I have so much respect for, for gymnasts, um, a respect like never before. Well, my son competed at a higher level and one year... Um, when he was about eight or nine years old, um, he had the privilege of, of doing very well in his competition. So he was one of only one kid out of all the kids in his group, that actually made it to a regional championship competition, which was pretty phenomenal. There's hundreds of kids in the state, and out of all those kids, he is one of just a couple from our state that actually um, got to go to this competition. So here we are, mom and dad, we're ready to support our kids. Our son is awesome. He's doing great. And... uh, we get everything set up. We had to fly to Salt Lake City, Utah, for this huge national or regional competition, and uh, we're getting ready for it. The night before, um, we actually have to fly out. Uh, my son is practicing; he's preparing for this competition, and he's all excited because he gets he kind of nailed some of the aspects of his his different um, uh, events. And one of them, and I don't know if you ever heard of it, it's called the giant. And uh, it's basically this high bar. It's like a pull-up bar, and the the gentlemen have to actually spin on it, just over and over and over and over and over and over. Which, if you've ever tried to even get up on the bar, you'll have a great respect for them to be able to spin around that bar. Well, as he's doing this, he's showing us he's proud, and he's just like spinning, and all of a sudden, he slips. There he goes. <laughs> Of course, mom's there. She's like, ah, screaming. Dad's like, nah, he's fine. Yeah, <laughs> he's good. Yeah. He comes up kind of upside down. First first of all, we think kind of, well, maybe he hurt his neck. and So we check him. He ends up being good. And uh, everything was fine at that moment. He says, dad, dad, I'm fine. I'm good to go. Uh, everybody kind of giggled a little bit and kind of went like that. We left the next morning on the airplane ride and headed out to Salt Lake City, Utah. Got there and the very next morning we began the competition well for whatever reason as, as he started competing we noticed the coach and I uh, we noticed that he was kind of babying his left arm you know he has to do the, the parallel uh, the, the bars you know he has to do the floor routine the rings um, and we noticed right away that he was kind of you know easing up and wasn't you know all there and, and so, so we asked him right away hey are you okay he's like I don't know my arm hurts Something's going on in my arm. I don't know what's wrong with it. And uh, so the coach kind of ch- takes him over to the trainer. And the trainer says, oh, okay, well, let's just wrap it up and, and see what happens. You know, there's no swelling. There's nothing really there. And... Uh, so so he goes out to his next event, and sure enough, he's still babying that, that left arm. And uh, so the coach and I just kind of get together, and like, you know, what do you think? And, well, maybe he just sprained it, you know, the night before when he fell, or, you know, he's got to be okay, because there's no real swelling, he can move it, all that good stuff. And so, you know, the good dad that I am, I think to myself, you know, it's just, maybe there's just a little bit of a, a talk that needs to happen, a mindset that I've got to instill into my son and and give him that that mental tough talk, you know, that dads give their kids, right dads, right? Have you given your kid that mental tough, you know? Get over the physical, you've got that, you've got the ability to do this. Now you just got to kind of get it in your mind that you can do this. And so, of course, I pull my son aside and, and I look at him in the eye and I say, all right, son, you got a couple more events, you know, and I know your arm's hurting you a little bit, but this is where the mental toughness comes in. This is where you, you just set your mind on what you want to accomplish. This is where you do what you need to do to get the job done, right? And of course, the, my poor son just looks at me and just says, okay, daddy. <laughs> okay, daddy. And after about the fourth uh, event, we realized that there's probably a bigger problem. And so we we pulled him. He did well. He did well. And uh, we come back to Albuquerque uh, a couple days later because it was a two-day competition. And and immediately my wife says, you need to take him straight to the doctor. We get to the doctor's office. And of course, the doctor always talks to the kid. They don't talk to the parent, you know, because they want to make sure the parent didn't do anything wrong. And so there she's asking him. She's like, okay, tell me all what happened. Gives her the story. And then he says, yeah, my daddy said just tough through it. And she just looks at me. okay well let me take some x-rays and lo and behold he broke his arm in two places <laughs> but he had the mindset <laughs> mentally he was tough yeah. what's interesting about life is that when you think about it we, we will have and face many many tough moments right and I know that, that at times, even, even for you and I, there'll be some physical limitations. There'll be some things that kind of we can't avoid or, or get over in the essence of, of some physical limitations. But, but I truly believe that, that God has given us a mind. And this mind is so powerful. This mind that, that God has given us that, that we can use to, to overcome and to do some very specific things in life that God has called us to if only, if only we would have that type of a mindset. See, when we focus our minds on God, when we focus our, our hearts and our minds and our bodies on the things that God has called us to do, there's a variable that comes into play when we think about that. And it's a simple word, and it's a word that, that gets thrown around a lot and talked about a lot. We even call ourselves kind of this. Um, but it's just simply discipline, See, my son, when he went to, to compete, he had the discipline. He, he worked hard. He did all of the things that he needed to do. And in his mind, he came to a place where even though he was in pain, even though it was a tough moment, and he, he really struggled, I got to imagine in his mind, of can I really do this? Should I really be doing this? He kind of looked beyond that, and he competed. And I'll tell you, he competed well, all things considered. He did very well in this competition. See, for you and I, there may be some physical limitations. But the fact is that our minds have the power to do great things. There's no question. See, the only question that you and I face every single day is will we discipline our minds? Will we discipline ourselves to fulfill the calling that God has in our lives? See, that's the tough part right there. It's a mindset, it's a, it's a thought towards something. See, God has blessed us with this amazing combination of not only physical abilities, but mental abilities. And sometimes because of the, the, the lack of discipline on the mental side of it, we never accomplish the physical side of it the active side of it the go out and make disciples side of it the, the go and do this side of it whatever God has called you to do or to become because for whatever reasons in our minds we don't think we can or don't, we don't think we should you know there's a passage in scripture that talks about how we w- Paul says we, we should decrease so that God can increase and, and how I interpret that, how I see that is, is that Floyd has to get out of the way so God can have his way. And I'll tell you, sometimes I get in God's way. Sometimes I, I think because of my own stature, because of my own whatever's, that, that I can't do something that God wants me to do. And I'm going to share with you at the end of the message a passage that's very important to me out of Jeremiah. And it's something that really God's used in my life to remind me of his promises. And not only what he's going to do, but what I need to do on my part as someone that has come into a, this amazing relationship with Jesus Christ. See, in Romans 8, 6, it tells us, for to set the mind on the flesh is death. But to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace, you know. I, I love that passage right there because if you think about life and peace, um, all of us want a good life, right? We we want to win at life. We all want to be successful. We all want to have a victorious life. And many times, many times, we experience that success. You know, we accomplish something at our job, or we get that big promotion that we wanted. We make that money or that income that we, we've always dreamed of having. We get to buy the toys that, that we we're excited about and as a kid. You know, I want this truck. I want this car. I want this house. You know, we we find success in our families. You know, we, we, we build families and, and we, you know, we're excited because we have these kids. But for whatever reason, and, and, and it seems pretty typical in our world today is that that we have life, but we don't have peace. You know, anxiety and mental health issues are at probably a record high in our culture today. You know, in America, we're, we're a successful country. We, we've accomplished a lot in our world. You know, we're, we're, we're a country of abundance. We have a lot of great life. But yet, we don't have peace. And I think this is the variable that we need to consider as Christians if we want to discover what it means to have a victorious life in Christ. See, because life without Christ isn't a life with peace. And if we want peace in our life, we have to put Christ at the center of it. See, God promises us this victory. And I hope you understand, I hope you know, as we go into this series, know that that you work from a place of victory. If you have Jesus in your life, if Jesus is your Lord and Savior, victory is yours. But now it's up to you to work from that victory. To do the things that you need to do to fulfill the calling that God has in your life. And it really is... A mindset. It really is something that we have to do to, to set our minds on the spirit because that is where we find life and peace together. See, we struggle with this aspect of discipline, don't we? How many of you would consider yourself disciplined in your life? Raise your hand alright, now how many of you that don't want to lie in church no I'm just kidding, <laughs> I'm kidding, I just because Jason raised his hand he was the only one so I thought I'd pick on him, I wasn't going to say that honestly <laughs> You know, discipline is hard, right? It's hard to kind of manage your day and and be focused all through the day. And I really think it's because of all of those uncontrollables that happen in our life. Things that happen from, from health issues to family and relational issues to everything that goes on around us. People that we can't control, that we wish we could control. You know, all of these variables, they distract us and they move us away from that life. But God says, when you focus your mind on me, when you keep your minds on me, I will give you this life. This life is yours, and I've promised you that. See, if we want all that God has for us, we have to discipline ourselves in some, some very specific ways. And I think the perfect way to start off the new year is talking about how do we discipline our minds? How do we stay focused on? on the things that God wants us to focus on. Well, let's pray and we'll jump into God's word and discover some of these things. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you that you are an awesome God, that you love us so much that you've created us in a special way. Lord, we are image bearers. Lord, you've created us in your image and you designed us and shaped us to become people that you want to love and to use and to walk with to care for Father you've promised us a life of victory Lord today as we begin this journey I pray that you would help us to focus on the things that you want us to focus on to think about and really wrestle through those things that, that are in the way right now that we truly would decrease so that you may increase Lord, it's not our way, but it's your way that we seek. Lord, we thank you for this moment, we thank you for this time, and we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, we love you and we praise you, and we do it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're going to jump into the book of Colossians, chapter 3. I want to look at the first 17 verses. I know it's kind of a lot, but uh, we're going to read some of those together. Actually, the first 14 verses we're going to read together, and... uh, Um, just talk about it a little bit and look at what God says here. Are you guys ready? Colossians chapter 3. All right, here we go. It says, Then if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. and obscene talk from your mouth do not lie to one another seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator here there is not Greek and Jew circumcised and uncircumcised barbarian um, I'll let you say that word (laughs) I know Sit the end (laughs) slave free but Christ is all in all Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgive each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. We see here that Paul is telling us that God has given us everything that we need to have a victorious life, to live in Christ. We have all the tools, we have all the resources, and as a follower of Jesus Christ, we experience everything from victory. God has already mapped it out, he has already laid down the foundation, and our foundation is Jesus. See, When we become followers of Jesus Christ, when we give our lives in full surrender, Jesus becomes our Lord and our Savior. And we become new creations. We are new in Christ. We are born again. And we have victory. We have everything that we need. But the key here as disciples of Jesus, as followers of Jesus Christ, the key here is discipline. We have to live disciplined lives. And so I want to just kind of offer us a couple of simple steps as we move towards disciplining our minds in 2018. First thing is just simply change your focus. You know, I kind of want you to ask yourself, what, what do I focus on? What do I drive towards? What do I seek after? You know, is it, is it money? Is it a career is it prosperity? What, what are you seeking after right now? What are your hopes for the new year? And I'll tell you, if, if it isn't Jesus, if it isn't a deeper relationship with Christ, change your focus. Listen to what he says here. He says, if then you have been raised with Christ, if you have given your life to Christ, seek the things that are above where christ is seated at the right hand of god and set your minds on things that are above not things that are on this earth you, know, you might think to yourself well well floyd it's easier for you to say change your focus you know that's not as easily done as it is as said so how do we do that what, what are some steps that we can do do we simply just take a different path or a different course You know there's a lot of people that that end up in the same spot but over and over they continue to take different paths to get there. I think if if we think about what our focus is (coughs) then the path is pretty simple. you. (laughs) You know because Jesus didn't create a complex relationship for us. There's a straight path to God and that path is through Jesus Christ. There's there's no other way, right? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So how many paths are there? One. One. So if we change our focus to Jesus, if we change our focus to God, we already have the path. Again I'm going to be redundant and say Psalm 16:11 You make known to me the path of life Jesus and in your presence there is fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore life and peace Set your mind on the things of this earth and it leads to death Set your mind on Jesus the heavenly and it leads to what Life and peace. It's a mindset. It's a focus that we have to have. See, God has brought us to this place in this time for these moments. I want you to listen to what what Jesus tells us in Luke 9. Because this is a pretty powerful statement that Jesus is making here. And it's very convicting and very challenging as, as we read it, especially if you're new to the faith. He says, if anyone would come after me, if anyone would set me as their focus and and take this path, if anyone would come after me, let him deny who? Himself. And take up his cross daily and follow me. That's a challenging verse right there. Jesus says that you and I have to die to ourselves. That we have to put away the old self, the, the claim of, oh, that's just who I am. That's just what I do. That's just my personality. Jesus says, kill that personality if it doesn't glorify me. And pick up your cross and come follow me. And he says it how often to do it? Daily. daily. See, we have to focus our minds on Jesus Daily. It's an ongoing lifestyle. Then in Galatians 2, Paul says this, and he says what we should do daily. I love this. This is a verse that we should probably all memorize or even have it on a card and pull it out and say it out loud to ourselves. Paul says this in Galatians 2.20. He says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for who? For me. Because of Jesus, because of this path of life that God has given me, I live this life by faith, trusting in the Son of God. Have you guys ever heard of that, the uh, Monday mindset? I follow a couple of leadership kind of gurus and you see this Monday mindset that people will put out and it's basically just a, an inspirational quote, you know, to kind of help you get motivated for the week and motivated for the week and all that good stuff. And there's some really good quotes in there by man that have been created, you know, work hard, do all that good stuff. Um, how many of you guys like Mondays? Yeah. I like Mondays. I see it as a fresh start to the week. Yeah. See that's why we have Monday mindsets, right? <laughs> Cuz most of us don't like Mondays. It's hard to kind of get motivated. Well, instead of a Monday mindset, I want to give you a Jesus mindset. Because, right, remember, we're created in God's image, right? So we should have the mindset of Jesus Christ, the things that Jesus taught us when he walked this earth, the things that he shared with us and told us to do, you know, to deny ourselves, pick up our cross. I want to give you a a Jesus mindset. And this mindset is good every day of the week. And I promise you, this this verse will inspire you and encourage you no matter where you're at because it's a great reminder. And it's simply what it says in Romans 8, 28. He says, and we know, you and I, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for what? Good. And for those who are called according to his what? Purpose. See, that's a Jesus mindset. That's a mindset that is focused on Jesus Christ, focused on the path, focused on the direction that God is calling them and moving them towards. And I'll tell you, if you're not focused right now on that, if that's not your goal for 2018, to to grow deeper in your relationship with Jesus Christ. And and I want to kind of warn you here in a little bit in the sense that, I don't want you to take this or, or think that, hey, I just have to do more in 2018 so that Jesus loves me more or so that God acknowledges me more and God gives me more because there's nothing that you can do more of to get God to love you any more than he already does. But what you can do, but what you can do is that you can plant seeds of faith you can water those seeds and you do that by creating an intimacy that you you haven't had before by just drawing near and focusing in on your relationship with Jesus Christ if you simply just do those two simple things the growth the fruit the harvest it's going to come natural because God controls the harvest God controls the growth I love what Paul says when he's talking about the church and people are debating all those things in 1 Corinthians. He says, I planted, Apollos watered, but who grows? God. God grows. Again, Romans 8, 28. And we know that if we love God, all things will work together for good because we have been called according to his purpose. See, drawing nearer to Jesus is the key to victory. It's life and peace. Setting your minds on the heavenly is life and peace. Well, the next step that we can take as we change our focus, we have to know that it'll change the way we live. See, Jesus will change you as you grow deeper in love with Jesus, as you grow deeper in love with all the things that are heavenly, you start to lose that love for the earthly, for the worldly. Look at what he says here in verses five through seven. He says, put to death, therefore what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness which is greed, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too once walked when you were living in them. You know, there may be some of you this morning that as you read that passage and you hear those things, you might think to yourself, this doesn't apply to me. Well, praise God if it doesn't. But you got to also remember, he says, to all of us, he says, all these things you once did, even if you're not doing them today, you did them once at one time. And the fact of the matter is that we are all guilty. We all have been in some way impure or in some way allowed our passions to overcome us, or in some way had desires that were in opposition to the things that God wanted for us. And I'll tell you, in this country, it's hard not to find someone that has been greedy. And I'm looking at myself too when I say that. I'm not just looking out to the crowd. See, but I want you to think about your life up to this point and some of the things that you've done and I want you to listen closely to what God is saying here what he's trying to help us to understand see he wants us to kill to destroy to put to death these worldly and earthly things so that we can live this life of victory I just want to go through a few of them and give you some passages that will help us kind of understand how we do that the sexual impurity and the passion, 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 through 5, it says this, it says, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, as God draws you deeper into this love relationship, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body. That you know how to control your own body in holiness and honor. Not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. See, we control our passion. It doesn't control us. I want to ask you. Are you letting your passions control you? Or are you controlling your passions? I had someone ask me not too long ago, Floyd, do you ever have bad thoughts? (laughs) I just kind of giggled at that. Yeah. <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm human. you know? Yeah, I get angry. I've probably killed somebody in my mind. You know? I, I've probably done everything that's listed here in opposition to God. We're human. But the key here is this. I want you to listen closely. The key here is this: My passions don't control me. I control my passions. See, God has given us everything we need to control our passions. If there's an evil desire, if there's something in our heart that seems overwhelming or overcoming, what do I do? I kill it. I control it. I allow the Spirit of God to lead me and guide me. And When it comes to evil desires, I kill it. Again, Galatians 5 16 says, But I say, walk by the Spirit. There's our power right there. There's our power to control those evil thoughts, those desires. And you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. See, God has given us everything for a victorious life. And we have to see where the power comes from. It doesn't come from our own strength, it doesn't come from our own might. Because I'll tell you what, as strong as I think I am, I'm not strong enough without God. But with God, I am strong enough. I am strong enough. See, we just have to walk in step with God, walk in step with God's Spirit, trust Him, let Him be our Lord, our Savior. when we think about covetousness and greed we do hear what it says in Hebrews 13 5 we keep our life free from the love of money and we be content with what God has given us because he says this I love this verse my grandma used to say it to me over and over he says for I will never leave you nor will I ever forsake you See, that's a promise. And I love it. I was sharing that with this morning with someone in, in the foyer earlier, but in Joshua, if you read that passage that, that Paul's quoting here, God says, be strong and be courageous, right? For I will never leave you nor forsake you. And it, for me, what I hear God saying is, live by the power of my spirit in my strength in my might and be strong and courageous because I will be with you in all things. See it's by the power of God's spirit that we live this life. See and if we allow these things to overcome us all of these things it's simply what he says here it just becomes idolatry. We all know the Ten Commandments, right? We don't worship any other God before the Lord your God. And in our minds, a lot of times, we read that commandment and we think, oh, well, I don't have any statues in my house. I don't have anything that I worship. Well, I tell you what, I'd encourage you to rethink that a little bit. You know, There's, a, there's a, some studies and statistics that have been done in the essence of where our time goes, you know, We all have the same amount of time, right? I don't have any more hours than you do today than anybody else does. We all have the same 24 hours. But the question is, where are you putting your time? Take a look at it, write it down. And that'll tell you whose priority in your life. That'll tell you where your focus is. That'll tell you where you need to change some of the things that you do in this life. I want to end with this passage here and then jump over to Jeremiah. Colossians three twelve through 14. If we're going to kill this old way, we have to have a new way of living and God gives it for us right here. We change our focus, God will change our lives. Verses 12 through 14, he says, then put on as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, Kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive, and above all, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. I love that passage. I love that verse 14 put on love because it binds everything together see if we live like this we live from victory we live from a position where God has created for us the foundation of Jesus Christ which showed us this great love that God had for us see God has given us the ability to be compassionate to be kind, to be humble, to be meek to put away the old self, to kill the old life and to live a new life. That excuse of that's just who we are, it doesn't apply anymore when we come into life with Christ because we are a new creation. We have died to the old and we enter into a new life And this is what our new life looks like. We are compassionate, we are kind, we are meek, we are patient, we bear with one another, we forgive each other, just as God has forgiven us. And we do it because of the love that binds us. Well, if you would, just jump with me to Jeremiah chapter 1. And I just want to share... uh, A few verses as we close up here. Because this is a passage from an early age that God inspired me with and encouraged me and the reminder that that I work from victory. God has already created and ordained my steps in this lifetime. You know, we know in Genesis that God created us in in his image. Then you jump over to Ephesians and we're reminded how we were formed, right? Ephesians chapter 1. Well, as God comes to Jeremiah here in this passage, he is calling him to do some great things. He is calling him to awesomeness. And this is what God says. Here's the conversation that happens. This is his call. In verse four, Jeremiah chapter one. It says, now the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Ah, oh Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a youth. But then the Lord said to me, Do not say I am only a youth, for to all whom I send you, you shall go. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. See, I I believe that right there is the same dialogue God has for you. See, He knew you before He formed you. He has already set the path before you. He has called you to do something very specific. The only thing that you need to do is change your focus and it'll change your life. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for another day. We thank you for a new year, Father. Father, the breath of life that you've given us is a gift that sometimes we don't completely understand. Sometimes we lose sight of, Father. The moments that you've given us, the time together the opportunities that you've presented before us. Father, th- those are all things that you have ad- ordained for each and every person. Lord, this, this, this family that we call Real Church, every person that, that calls this place home, that calls this church family, Father, you knew it from before. You've ordained those steps to get us to this place and to this point and to this moment. Lord, as as we venture out together on this journey, as we, we take the steps of faith, Father, help us to stay focused. Keep our minds focused on you. Father, keep our minds focused on Jesus Christ. Because I know that, that in the days to come, not only will the devil try to, to hurt and harm and destroy what you have started, what you have ordained, Father. But in our own insecurities, in our own weaknesses, Father, we, we may get in the way at times. We may be tempted to stand in the way of the things that you want to do in us and through us, Father. Father, I I pray that this morning, today, that each and every one of us would make the commitment to put to death those things that we talked about this morning. Anything, Father, that stands in the way of this life that you've offered us. This life of hope, of faith, and of love. Father, that we would today make the commitment between you and I, Father, that that we would make that commitment to put on the things that you desire for us. Father, that we would walk out of here a changed person in newness of life, in newness in Christ, that we would fully surrender, that we would decrease so that you may increase, Father. Lord, we can only do it by your power, by your Holy Spirit, Father. I pray that that we we would walk in step with your Spirit, Father, that we would seek your word and discover all of the things that you have for us. And Lord, we would be obedient, that we would listen, that we would hear your voice. Father, your word tells us that your people know your voice. We'll we'll know and we'll have a clarity, a discernment, and an understanding when we know it is from you and not something from ourselves. Lord, there's a lot of noise in this world. There's a lot of things going on around us. Father, I just pray that, that you would help us to hear and listen clearly, that our minds would be focused on you. Lord, we love you and we thank you. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening. And we pray you were blessed by today's message. You are invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505. 792-8737 792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com. At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.